0: This is a podcast for the creative misfits, the right brain, rogue, or rebellious creatives who don't wanna do work and life the way we've been told we have to. It's for anyone who has felt a sense of dissatisfaction with their career or with corporate BS. It's for anyone who has struggled and wanted to find greater purpose, to experience more authenticity, creativity, freedom, and satisfaction in how they live and work. Let's build a new way of doing things. Welcome to episode 11 of the Creative Misfits Club podcast. I'm Jessica. This week is, well, it's me. Hi, I'm a failure. It's me. Yep, that's our title. And unfortunately, the tragic news is no, Taylor Swift is not going to be on the podcast. I know. I I really don't understand it either. I mean, with the incredible, like, 10 people listening to this podcast. I mean, I just don't understand why her people did not call my people back. I I don't know. I really don't know. But seriously, today's topic is it's one I knew I needed to do. But frankly, also, I don't really want to do it <laughs> at the same time. The podcast today is about failure. It's about different kinds of failure in our lives and in our work lives. And it's also about me personally having to take a good, hard look at that for myself of late. And I know I'm not the only one. I know a lot of people feel like they're failing in different areas or in different facets of their lives. But it feels like the thing that nobody really wants to say, to be honest. It's so vulnerable to say you feel like you're failing. Whether that is professionally or emotionally or in your relationships or in dating or in your marriage or as a parent, nobody really wants to fail. And I think many of us are actually kind of terrible at admitting it to ourselves and actually being with that part of ourselves without totally beating ourselves up about it or making ourselves out to be a bad person in our minds. It's like there's only two choices. Don't admit we're failing, totally ignore it, or admit it and let it swallow us, and then we spiral into self-flagellation and despair. So this topic feels a little bit like the topic that (laughs) you know how you need to bring something up with a therapist, you know it's the topic you need to bring up and address in therapy, but you don't really want to, so you just talk about all kinds of other things and talk around a bunch of other topics first. (laughs) So here we go. This is me feeling like I'm going to dive off into the deep end of the pool of vulnerability and then put it on the internet. (laughs) But the past few months in particular for me, I really feel like I have been wrestling with feeling like a failure, like it's up in my face. And most of this feeling is professional failure for me because it seems that no matter how I try to improve that for myself, frankly, I make no progress. And it's super frustrating, it's really not the word anymore. It's it's well beyond frustrating. Frankly, it's really despairing at sometimes. I left full-time teaching five years ago and I thought that I would make my way and figure out a clear and better and workable next path for myself and instead I've really just been kind of failing at that. I've been freelancing. It is not really working well for me. And over the last several years, I've applied for, I think the count is now well over 200 jobs. And I just don't get anywhere. And it's the kind of thing where like I have tweaked it and tweaked it in every which way and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And I don't know what's going on anymore and nobody who really knows me well can figure out what's going on anymore and there are times where honestly there are these like dark clouds that feel like they move in for me and I just lose access to any kind of hope that I can make my way through it and out of it those would be my cats giving some levity to this podcast fortunately those clouds are not there all the time for me um I mean, there's weather. There's certainly a lot of weather these days, you could say. But interestingly enough, there are some other things right beside it, like some major successes for me as well um, that are happening alongside the failing. And I also know I'm not the only person who experiences these kinds of moments. I just think that people don't talk about them. I think when we're really, truly in shame or vulnerability or failure, we don't want anyone to see I think that's actually kind of a hallmark of those experiences. Because when I look around people I know and into the world, I see a number of things. I see people failing at being able to look at their trauma and their issues and begin healing it. And they're essentially running from themselves and they're running from their issues. And instead, they just sort of perpetuate it like a merry-go-round where you tell yourself you're going places, but you're repeating the same patterns over and over again in different outfits. And I see people failing at changing behaviors that they know aren't serving them, but for some reason, we keep on doing them. I mean, maybe some people don't see the things they're repeating. Maybe some people see them, but for some reason, something is stopping them from actually making change. I also see people failing at being themselves. I see so many people who are walking around totally out of touch with their authentic selves. People are living these existences that they think they should be or they've adopted somebody else's version of what life should look like or they're walking around just kind of numb or they're following some script. I think there's this lack of pure, clear, unique expression and life force for a lot of people in their lives. It's like living life with this really heavy, dirty lens covering over everything, where people are just kind of existing. They're just kind of slogging through it. I think people want an authentic life, but so many people are so far from it that they just have no idea where to begin. I also see people failing at work that feels good. There are so many people who, honestly, I think are just living, it sounds strong to say it, but living a lie. When it comes to how they're spending their days, and their work, and their energy, and their efforts out into the world. It's like they're unfulfilled, or they dread what they do, or at least maybe how they currently do it. They don't feel inspired. They feel like they're just going through the motions. They can't wait to leave what they're doing so they can eke out this little bit of life outside of work that feels joyful. I see people failing at relationships. Sometimes they have them, but they're not happy in them, or they're not being the best version of themselves in the relationship, or they're repeating these dysfunctional cycles over and over again and unable to look at their part in that. Or on the flip side, people are lonely. They're isolated, or they don't have rich and meaningful community in their life, or they don't have enough of that. And I honestly have to include myself at times in that latter group. Well, one thing I've learned, though, in all of this is that there are always lessons embedded in these experiences. Uh, again, I think a lot of us don't even want to look at the failures or admit the failures, and therefore we can't look at the lessons either. Because I really do think if you bypass one of those things, meaning bypass really reckoning with our failure, I suspect we also bypass the real lessons and learnings. And here I will give myself credit because I'm usually pretty good at that, at actually being with the lessons or digging into the lessons. So one thing that's happened for me quite recently, right alongside staring my failures right in the face, is that I've come to recognize some of my significant successes right alongside those failures. So some of those are how clear I now am on my gifts, my authenticity, my essence, what I'm here to do and create in this world, my real values, like not the ones I got programmed to think I should have that would make me likable or good, but my actual ones that are really innate to me. I've also written hundreds of thousands of words over the last several years I'm really proud of. I've honed my skills designing and making clothing tremendously, and I'm Pretty sure I wanted to do that from the time I was really small, (laughs) but I detoured around that for a good long while, but I'm finally doing it and it feels great. I'm building a brand, two brands actually, and I feel really great about that. But I think the real success, honestly, for myself that I actually have achieved is my inner state of being. So to be honest, to go back, I, I feel like I've spent a lot or most of my life struggling a lot. Emotionally, I think I've carried around a ton of anxiety and holding on to stuff in my body and not being at ease or relaxed in my own body. Socially, I've spent a lot of my life feeling really ill at ease around people or uncomfortable or isolated. I mean, I hid all this really well because I'm very high-functioning, but really, truly, if I look back and think about it, especially compared to how I'm doing now, I was suffering so much and pretty much honestly every job i ever had i was unhappy i was actually miserable even teaching i was i was getting to apply many of my strengths and my interests and my passions and my talents i felt connected to what i was doing with kids but the overall environment for me i was still pretty miserable in and honestly because of all of the work and healing and shifting and changes And looking at my crap the last five years, I actually have gotten to a place where internally I feel like I'm thriving. I feel a lot of peace. I feel a deep relaxation in my body that I've never felt before most of the time. I feel I have an inner access to joy and delight and contentment that No matter what is or is not going on externally in my life, it can be rocky, it can be chaotic, but I feel like I have access to those things. And when I really take stock, that is huge. It's a huge success. It's a huge accomplishment and shift from where I've been for most of my life. And I think I actually forget to give myself credit for that. The thing is, we all want to feel successful, right? But there's this little secret that I've learned. Because what we really want is the inner state of being that accompanies the successes we think we want. We want wealth because we want to feel powerful or safe or important or so that we can have the experiences that we desire and want to feel. We want love because we want to feel desirable or happy or joyful or wanted, or cared for. We want the perfect career in order to feel fulfilled, in order to feel a sense of meaning, or to feel inspired. I think I mean, I think at the end of the day, we all kind of want more or less the same things. It's like different packages, different flavors for different people, sure. But these core states of being we desire are actually pretty universal. But the real kicker is, we don't get that state of being from getting the external things. From getting the job, or the money, or the house, or the relationship, or the family, or whatever the external things are that we want. We actually really don't get the state of being from those things. I don't mean we can't desire those things or have them. I just mean that whatever state of being we're in now whether we get those things or when we get those things, we actually transfer that inner state of being into that. So if we are constrained or stressed or in lack or always worried or we don't, we don't feel a sense of meaning or we feel a sense of dis-ease in our lives, we get any of those external things and we just transfer that in. And on the flip side, if we feel peaceful, contented, a sense of ease or joy, if we feel playful, if we feel connected to meaning, again, whether or not we're having external successes or failures, those states of being follow us there. So I heard this quote from Martha Beck the other day that just hit me square in the gut. It's, it was on Mark Grove's podcast, um, and I actually haven't finished listening to this episode, but she said she was remarking on how the core desires in everyone really, she feels, can be boiled down to essentially Peace, freedom, joy, belonging, and meaning. And she said this, she said, You lose that if you leave your own truth, no matter what you gain. And you get it back when you reclaim your truth, no matter what you lose. So I guess I'm just here to say it's important to remember that there are many kinds of success. There are also many kinds of failure, and sometimes what looks like success is failure. And sometimes what looks like failure is a success in its own way. Maybe the person who looks like they're failing professionally is succeeding massively in ways that somebody who's like a professional badass is totally failing at. And maybe it's time we consider that most important successes have much more to do with those inner states of being, and not with the externals that we think are going to get us there. So I'm just here to remind myself and us that ignoring the ways that we feel like we're failing doesn't actually do much for us and neither does beating ourselves up over them. I think the trick here with many things in life is to invite the vulnerable or ashamed or failing parts of ourselves in for tea. It's like invite them in, sit them down, be with them like a kind friend, listen to that part, tell her you see her, you understand her and you love her too. Let's consider that failure and success maybe are always going to be along for the ride right next to each other. And you know, if Taylor can sing about it to the entire world, maybe we can learn to be okay with our failings too. And maybe the thing that counts the most is the loving and messy and accepting relationship we build with ourselves, failures, successes, and everything in between.